Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in Quick disclaimer, guys, I am not a doctor and this content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea podcast. I am talking to you today about the topic of fear of undershooting your calories or of overshooting your calories. So I... I chose these questions. I'm actually doing this on um, an Instagram live right now. So if you ever want to see podcasts and interaction with podcasts live in the future, make sure you're following me at the HA podcast. But anyways, I got a couple of questions. Both basically were one, how do I eat 2,500 calories? And the other one was, how do I know how much I need to eat? So it's common in HA 
protocol to throw 2,500 calories out there as a good catch-all number for what is typically a surplus for most people. So a lot of us are afraid of one of two things, undershooting our calories, as in not eating enough for recovery or overshooting our calories, as in eating way too many, even though we know that that is exactly what we're supposed to do. Hello, the two people literally watching me right now. I am practicing my first live, so thank you. I'm recording a live podcast and I'm going to get back to it because I literally just stopped in the middle of that. So I'm talking about, yeah, working through the fear of undershooting or overshooting your calories. And I just want to share basically what happened to me to begin. So I was worried, of course, that if I pop, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to be able to stop eating food or I'm not going to be able to eat enough food. Like, shit, it's one or the other. What is the likelihood that you're actually going to eat the exact right amount to get your freaking period back? So I realized that when I stopped the restriction, for one, it was like the flip of a switch. I just stopped thinking about food all the time immediately because I knew that it was available to me. So what happened was though, just to be sure, I wanted to track my calories, especially my fat, because I knew that my fat intake was way too low, which is very common for most of us. Most of us are trying to eat way less fat because fat is higher in calories. And we think that's going to help us stay nice and lean. So, well, I ended up friggin gorging on the first day like 28 3000 calories who even knows but then the next day I was just way too full and I'm sure that we have all experienced that terrible feeling so I realized as I was tracking that day oh wow I've only eaten like 2000 calories so shit like that's not enough but I can't fit another bite in the next day I realized that I ate like 2300 calories and then the next day 2300 calories again then the following day 2600 calories I was full so then the next day 2100 calories but then the day after that 2500 calories so if you're catching on you'll notice that there was this pattern of like at the end of the week I had still averaged 2600 calories every single day so Because I was tracking that, I was able to see that pattern and like, I don't recommend tracking necessarily, but it's really good if you can be objective about the data. So I, when I was able to see, okay, I'm not just like under eating some days and overeating other days and like gorging myself and then starving myself. I am averaging out the same amount of food every day over the week. And this makes sense from like a, I don't know, what do you want to call it, paleo point of view, maybe, that we would not eat the exact same amount of food every single day, but we would subconsciously or whatever, like our bodies would be looking for a certain amount of food over a certain period of time. So that was really comforting to me. I was like, oh, okay, my body knows what it's doing. My body is seeing that I like about 2,600 calories a day at the moment. Then after that, I noticed, like I stopped tracking for a little while 
and then I wanted to see back in because I had kind of lost my period again. <laughs> I like HR recovery for me wasn't linear and for a lot of people it's not linear. I got my period back, I missed the next one, got the next one, didn't get the next two, got the next two, didn't get the next one. Um, and it wasn't until I was always able to constantly revisit like the protocol that and check on what I'm doing, like, okay, back, back off the exercise. Maybe I ramped that up too much and increase my calories. Maybe I need to recheck how many I'm eating. So I tracked again and I saw, oh, wow, I'm only eating 2,300 and I am um, averaging 2,300. So sometimes I'm eating 1,900. Sometimes I'm eating... Uh, 2200 like it's all just wild and all over the place so <sighs> I did need to use tracking to be able to make sure I was intentionally increasing my intake and I do recommend that for some people if you're still not getting your period back because it's easy to feel like you're eating a lot it's easy to feel stuffed it's easy to feel like you're overeating so often that there's no way you're not in an overall surplus so it's also really important to remember that your calorie deficit really is over a period of time and just because you overeat sometimes doesn't mean that you're going to get your period back because like you have you're having frequent overindulgences we'll say like you know eating to the point of discomfort it doesn't mean that because you're in micro deficits, you're in a deficit for one day or two days and then in a surplus. And that's really stressful for the body. And then at the end of that week, you're maybe coming in short. So you're taking more out of the bank. You feel like you're putting more in, but you're really not. You're actually short a few dollars. So I don't know if this is making any sense because I'm not able to look at my notes. I have to look at the screen and it's really weird. But my point is, you don't know if you're under eating, you don't know if you're overeating, you're only doing your best next guess. The more you know about nutrition and how dense some foods are and what kind of energy levels are in some foods, the better chance you have, but that is a value to tracking if you can do it objectively. If you can't do it objectively, which basically just means like without placing judgment on yourself, without assigning worth to yourself then it's better to just eat and err on the side of eating more. And for those people, I want you to take from this episode, trust that your body is probably helping you level out. And don't freak out if you have one day where you undereat, because the following day you'll probably eat more. But if you're really worried about a constant undereating and you don't want to be in that weekly deficit, take a go at tracking, be more intentional. If you don't want to track, be more intentional about adding a couple of extra treats in. And to answer the question that I got at the beginning, which was how do I eat 2,500 calories? Couple quick tips. Basically, to me, this is really easy. And it's one of those things that I felt like, oh, everyone knows that. What's the point of, of talking about this? But really quick. You can just add things to your regular meals to bump them up really easy. We're talking add peanut butter to all of your dessert or just snack on a tablespoon. Add nuts and olive oil into your salads or onto your meat 
marinate everything with oil, choose fattier meat cuts like skin on chicken, red meat, like the, the good marbled kind, cook your seafood in butter. Like these are all super simple ways. It doesn't have to be difficult. And I think that some people take the idea of like going all in as like just eating tons of junk food and they're unable to do that and sometimes junk food's not as calorie dense as you think so good healthy fats are kind of your best bet um yes nuts are a good idea almonds nut butter peanuts all of them. they're all of them there's no like low calorie nuts so <laughs> i eat way too much peanut butter and today i'm actually filming like a what i eat in a day video and people are gonna see my nut butter intake and i'm just gonna have to wear it with pride okay so that's my answer with that this was a super quick podcast episode i am really just testing the waters with live and with q Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy, this is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it and we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA, and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. So 
I will wait a second if anyone has a question. I know there's only five of you here. How can I learn if I have PCOS? Easy, kind of. You go and get testing. You, they'll take an ultrasound. They'll look at your ovaries. They'll count cysts. Sometimes, honestly, it's actually kind of normal to have a few cysts. Just because you have some doesn't mean you have PCOS. So you definitely want to go to like a good doctor who really knows their shiz there. But also blood testing. So if you get blood tests, and this is the best way to find out if you have HA or PCOS. If you're trying to figure out the two is HA, rule of thumb, all your hormones are really low. You're just like... You as a person are non-existent. Your skin is rubbish. Your hair is not strong. Your nails are not strong. You're just like fading away. And that's because all your hormones are super low and you have no energy. Now, PCOS, you will have elevated hormones. Certain hormones will be elevated. And it's just like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to get into like which hormones are. But like, basically, I mean, I diagnosed myself by looking at my blood work and being like, well, all of my stuff is low, it's definitely not PCOS. And I don't have uh, unexplained weight gain or facial hair or any of those other symptoms that are like traditional. So I actually think personally, it's kind of easy to get your diagnosis between PCOS and HA, but then there are some people who have a mixture of both and that's kind of a different subject, but you would want to just see if it's really obvious first with blood testing. Any tips for dealing with uh, guilt and anxiety around not ex- around not exercising at a high intensity? Okay, so basically you've been exercising at high intensity for years and now you have to back it down and it's impossible to not feel a little bit anxious about it. I totally get it. Even just yesterday, I sat next to my husband on the couch. I hadn't worked out yesterday because we did a workout the day before and I'm trying not to overdo it. So I'm there with you. And I I went down and I said to him, I just feel so anxious because I haven't worked out today and it makes me feel like crap. Like, I just, I, I just feel lazy and blah, 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 blah. So I just say it out loud to him. I just like speak these words. I remain accountable to him and then what that allows me to do is also like not be able to get away with going in and doing a workout like because I caved into the guilt without him knowing about it and without me having said it out loud and knowing logically and truthfully what I really should be doing and you know it's okay to have feelings it's really okay to be like I feel gross and I'm just gonna sit in this and go and distract yourself watch a show read a book the more you do it the easier it becomes but when you've been working at a high intensity I think it's like the intensity that's the hardest thing really if you can start by still moving every day you know there's nothing wrong with moving and I don't necessarily believe that you should become a couch potato just to get your period back I think that backing off that intensity sticking to your routine of like okay, at nine o'clock or whatever, I work out. And then you go and you do what me and my friends call two easy workouts, which is like a super slow um, circuit of like just the most basic movement. Like we say your your warm-up is our workout. 
like that's what we do and sure maybe you have to completely quit exercise one day like maybe that's your path to recovery but if you can't go from high intensity exercise one level 100 to zero tomorrow it's not practical for anything in life it's like that's gonna a that's gonna set you up for failure b it's not sustainable long term and the likelihood is if you have ha you have to make a long-term change you you can't just like sink back into your patterns later or it's all gonna come back so you're kind of going for a lifelong mindset change about not overdoing your intensity so backing off slowly weaning yourself into less intense exercise so that you have different expectations of yourself in the future and going forward super important so take it slow back off your high intensity exercises a few times a week then um i also have a video on youtube about this about like talking to your coach about asking if you can half the intensity or half the weight if you're doing something like crossfit so maybe go to my youtube and watch that video um yeah i'll finish up on that one do did you ever question if it was the right thing to do Pfft, I question it every day Are you kidding me there is like society everywhere is telling us the right thing to do is like be perfect <laughs> the right thing you know and and perfect means have a successful career and be practically an athlete and look fabulous every day and have plenty of money and it's like that's the shit that is always making us question if we're doing the right thing or not. And I get pulled up on that shit all the time. Like even just your own friends can make you question your path and be like, like, you know what? Is not having a period really even that bad? Like, because you had, you've had HA for so long, you've already been in the mindset of like, of I don't need a period or it's not that big a deal. I'm just athletic. Like you've already trained that thought process. So it makes a lot of sense that it's still there in your brain, popping its head in. It's more about um, the the dialogue you have afterwards. And I think you just need to be able to like journal and say out loud to yourself or to others. Well, like that part of my brain is speaking up again. And I really want to go backwards and I really want to exercise and I really want to restrict food but now that I've just said that out loud I've realized how crazy that thought process is because I know I'm on the right path and honestly like that's why I started this podcast because I wish that when I was having those thought processes I had somebody who could say to me hey I I totally know where you're at what you're thinking is normal wanting to go back in the other direction is normal uh, but you're on the right track. I promise you, you don't have to do it. And it was really hard because I didn't have really anyone that I could see myself in to, you know, like to relate to and to believe them. I didn't believe a lot of people, but believe me, it works when you just take the break and really like, I really want you to go find something creative to do. So I found drawing podcasting video editing like I went hardcore um exactly thank you verbalizing is really helpful yeah 
normal to low progesterone from my memory is still HA. Like they can be in the normal ranges. And yeah, okay. Well, if no one else has any more questions, that was fun. Thank you guys for joining me. And I just want to let you know that next Friday, the 16th, the next new moon, October 16th, the HA Society is reopening its doors for one week to new members. So the HA Society is where women who have HA or have recovered from HA both everyone's welcome we have pretty much a 50 50 mix they come in and we all connect and become the best of friends we're in there every day talking asking questions i will let you know we do talk about calories body weights exercise because these are all real issues that we can't just ignore these are all things that are really um, top of mind for us when we're when we're recovering from HA. So if you want to come in and be able to have those conversations, the society is totally going to be for you. We also have a weekly community call where we get on, we get on Zoom. I host the call. I lead us through a bunch of questions and conversations and we get deep about HA. And we also have events where I bring in practitioners, maybe they're um, an RD, a nutritionist, or a yoga instructor, a meditation, a life coach, a therapist, anything that you can think of. I bring someone in to do an HA-specific event or discussion or workshop. So, so much conversation, so many opportunities inside of that group. If you want to join it, membership is only $6.99 US, which is really cheap, guys. I mean, that's the cost of one of your Starbucks um, to be able to come face to face and and have deep conversations with other women who are going through the same thing you're going through. So I really wanted to make that super accessible for you guys. And then also there are going to be a few of the one-on-one coaching spots with me available. And that membership is $60 a month. So that's like $15 per one hour um, check-in with me to work through your recovery. So if you're something, if that's something you're interested in, opens October 16th, go to thehasociety.com right now and get on the wait list and I'll email you directly when it's open with an invitation to the group. Yeah. Okay, cool, guys. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.